this, I don't know, a few years. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, wherever you're watching or listening from, we welcome you. This is Kat Trudelnos from Tadaba Cat Living by Design. And I have a very special alumni guest today, Maureen Kalamia. 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 It's Italian. Kalamia. And welcome. Where's, the, where's our clapping, Jeff? Where are you, Jeff? Where's our clapping? Um, you don't hear it? <laughs> I, I was waiting for the, the audio clapping. You don't hear it? No. Sorry, we'll have to add it on post. 95th episode, alumni Maureen Kalamia, and we're streaming on seven sites. Uh, plus, you can listen to us on any podcast format. And Maureen comes uh, to us from uh, Long Island. Um, I'm here in Houston, as many of you know. But uh, and Jeff, my Ed McMahon, of course, uh, oh, will be hosting with me <laughs> this morning. I'm super excited to talk with Maureen because she's working on a new book, number one. Uh, number two, she's offering something really, really special that you're gonna wanna stay tuned. We're gonna try to keep it at about 30 minutes, uh, but she's got a complimentary, like this offer is worth over a thousand dollars. So if you're in business, um, community clubs, etc., you're gonna wanna stay tuned because this is going to make you look wonderful. Um, for your uh, peers, colleagues, etc., um, if you qualify um, for this offering. So uh, stay tuned um, for that to hear all the goodness. So Maureen, um, you are a Feng Shui master, is that correct? Well, I would say I'm a practitioner or consultant. I, I don't like the word master, but... Yeah. Gotcha. I, I use mine because I, I am an accredited staging professional master. Um, uh, I actually, you know, I, I do have certifi certificates in uh, the basics of Feng Shui, and I try to utilize Feng Shui ability is what I call, I don't think that's probably the word, right? Uh, <laughs> Feng Shui ability in everything that we do, whether it's staging design or creating uh, custom wall art, um, which I want to talk to you about that is we will talk about that in terms of um, greenery, Feng Shui, and I know biophilic is close to your heart as well. So Tell the audience how you, um, you know, why were you drawn to Feng Shui, to get into Feng Shui and, and study it so much? Well, I, I felt that when I started reading about Feng Shui, I saw that there was this wonderful language that I wanted to learn about our connection to the world and the really the natural world. And Feng Shui provided this language of, uh, talking about chi and yin and yang and the five elements and all of that. And I just really loved the concept of how we could learn about that to have, have greater meaning in our life and have um, a better, like maybe personal development is a word that a phrase that I would use, but learn more about ourselves and, and one of the things that I find is just amazing is that feng shui works in the realm of like symbols and metaphor. So we kind of like look at our homes, look at our spaces. And what is that saying about us? What is that reflecting back to us? Mm, mm. Isn't that kind of cool? 
That's very cool. And it, it, it's, and it's so, I so resonate with that, uh, Maureen, because, um, you know, when, when I do an intake for design, uh, um, client, you know, sure. I can help, uh, them prevent color mistakes, painting mistakes, space planning mistakes. But what's so, so important is what does the home speak of them? Are they, are they reflected in the home? that personalization, et cetera. And exactly. Do you exactly. Want to say a little bit about energy? Because um, I, I was looking for uh, just kind of a simple definition of, um, of uh, feng shui, and really into biophilic. Let's stay with feng shui. Uh, but do you have a simple, uh, you know, couple sentence uh, description of what feng shui is for people who don't, who don't know, maybe. Okay, well, it's usually translated as life force energy. And that's mm. kind of like, all right. But it's kind of, it's like this ineffable, unknowable source that's in the background. Mm. Uh, I, I think, you know, quantum physics is starting to, you know, scientists are starting to kind of label or, or recognize it as like the ripples of everything in the universe because yes. nothing is static. Everything is alive with energy. Mm. Yes. Everything is moving, even yes. though we don't perceive it as moving. So uh, chi is, is a term that we could use for that aliveness or that vitality. I love that. I love that. And I'm sure many people heard chi, but maybe didn't really understand it the way you've explained it, that she is energy and everything is energy. And I love how you put it that, you know, we may not see it. A, a rock has energy. Yes. A plant has energy. You know, every a speck of dust has energy. That just gives me goosebumps. You know? um, so it's, so we perceive, would you say that we already perceive this, this energy, this uh, light force of energy through our, human senses is that is that safe to say we can definitely perceive it if we slow down right oh. it's 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 i like to think of like you know the dao or taoism talks about chi and this vitality that is within everything and in order for us to kind of hear it, observe it, we have to be still. Mm. And mm -hmm. that is obviously not our normal way of being in our modern world. And yeah. it is, but it, but it, I know, and, and you can see how all these kind of ancient ideas and practices are coming back more mm. now than ever because Absolutely. we're at this like accelerated pace and, and frenetic pace in our lives. So more and more people are realizing I need to balance with, with these practices of, you know, meditation, but just even being still and not flipping through our phones, you know, it's really being still and being in nature. Being in nature. And I, and I want to expand upon that when we get into uh, the, the, the biophilic uh, phenom phenomena and um, and even, you know, there's even studies that show um, 
you know, why is that? Why is it that we feel so connected and, and um, you know, our stress is reduced and we feel source more? Because I guess for me, it doesn't get any closer than being in nature, um, even, even um, uh, faux nature. You know, we, we use a lot of faux greenery in, you know, we, I try to use real in my home, but in uh, staging and design and studies have shown biophilic, which is preserved as well as faux, can induce the same reduced stress, lower blood pressure, lower heart rate, uh, just by our connection, our thought of what that is, that nature. Would you agree or want to expound on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I I go I go a little deeper than they do in their studies, but I feel like so you know I have real nature yes. <laughs> surrounding me. As you can see, I have a plant back yes. here. Um, there's the the chi or the life force energy of these, and yes. this plant is interacting with my energy field and yeah. it, it it is in training me like in a way uh to to be calmer mm -hmm. because yeah. it just exudes a lower frequency yeah, so you know like they talk about how you know the the planet the earth it, it you know vibrates at a particular hertz yeah. um it has sound it has this energy and we evolved over millions of years immersed in this natural world. So we naturally are in sync with that frequency of the earth, but technology, and of course, like I said, the frenetic pace of our modern lives takes us out of it. So when we put ourselves back into nature, even just having some plants around helps, but of course more so is getting out into trees. I mean, trees have just like big energy fields. Yeah. So, you know, that's the whole practice of like forest bathing, you know, and all the research about that, like things I'm that- sorry, about what kind of bathing? I didn't hear that. What kind forest, of bathing? Forest bathing. Oh, forest bathing, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, powerful. Tree, tree yeah, bathing. extremely powerful because there's no separation between us and nature. So we're immersed in this beautiful field of energy that really helps restore us back to that lower level, calmer, more harmonious frequency. Absolutely. And that's why it works. I love it. So this is a very kind of pragmatic and, and I know what probably, you know, some of the, the uh, common answers would be, but looking for your expertise on, you know, we are so immersed in, technology today and you know not just uh, millennials and teens with the with the devices but you know running businesses etc i mean you know there it's a small computer that we're just we're taking around everywhere um that of course with the emfs of all the devices uh you know i mean i have two wi-fis in my home alone to want to do this um Besides putting down the device, what, what is something that you've come across maybe in your, um, I call it, you know, corrective feng shui. Uh, I use that term, you know, corrective design, corrective staging. You know, I, I don't think there's anything that's perfect and we're not going to certainly 
um, throw out our devices uh, any day soon. Um, right. But what are, let's just say three, you know, what, what would be your three best uh, suggestions to help to mitigate or correct or diffuse um, hmm. that, that the electrical, and I, I want to say uh, something real brief. We had a power outage uh, a, a week or so ago, and I never realized, Maureen, how loud, because my uh, office backs up to the kitchen, how loud the refrigerator was. Like I heard this clunk and it was off. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, all the humming was gone. I'm sure some of it was Wi Fi and uh, light bulbs and this and that, but the biggest thing was the refrigerator. Um, so help us on that. How can we yeah. correct that or minimize it? Well, well, I mean, you know, like we were just saying, plants really do help. And I, as a rule of thumb, I say put uh, one plant for every electronic device in your home office. Hmm. So if you count up the different devices, at least have one per. That will help um, create a calmer frequency in your home hmm. office. I like that. And I mean, just in general you know, the other thing is just go out into nature and, and try to put yourself away from uh, the box, like the circuit box in your home, or, you know, don't have maybe the circuit box, like right behind your desk, mm. try to position yourself. So you're not like directly or the refrigerator directly on the other side of your wall from where you're sitting because yeah, I can't stop that. Fortunately, there's a, a you know big uh, bookcase with glass uh, doors and you know things in it, so that mitigates it. Definitely, but, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So and then you know try not to sit like right next to the modem and things like that. Uh, so those you know so it's really kind of um, avoidance as much as possible, but okay. mitigating with plants. Okay. What, what is your thinking on, I had a, a, a friend of mine who's a nutritionist a practitioner um, and she suggests uh, that you wear the, the blue light glasses. What, what's your thought on that? Oh, well, that is talking about our exposure to the bright white lights yeah. at night. Yeah. You know, if we're on our phone or our Kindle or our computer later at night, uh, that bright white light can uh, trigger, it, it, it counteracts our normal circadian rhythm, which oh. puts us into sleep mode later at night because the lights start getting softer and dimmer, right, in our oh. home. Okay. But when we're on that bright white light, it's kind of hard to trigger our natural system, so then it could keep us awake. Some people... It doesn't bother them, like having coffee right before bed. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, um, that don't bother me either. But I'm sure right. some people, you know, I have a friend who's very sensitive to EMFs and lights and all that and takes great precaution. So I guess, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you want to be on those devices, uh, the blue light glasses, I've, I've never seen them, but I've heard of them. They could work. But there's also, I think, in many of our phones, kind of like a nighttime mode. So it becomes more like yellowy, uh, the background, so it's not as bright. So you can make sure that that's on in your settings. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think most, I, I never think about that. Yeah, turn it on the 
the dimmer mode if you're having to work on your phone. Yeah, it's something, I forget what it's called on the different phones, but it will kind of like, it will do that automatically, uh, you know, at a certain time of gotcha. the day. Gotcha. Thank you so much for that, Maureen. I sure. want to, uh, I want to ask you, let's go to your uh, clients and what intrigues you most when you're working with clients? If you can give us like a couple of your favorite examples. Well, what I love about working with um, different people is their experience in their home and kind of getting into like what's going on in their lives and how is that reflecting in their spaces, not just their spaces, but on their property, if they have property around their home. And I just find so often this connection in a metaphorical or symbolic way. It's not obviously, you know, direct. It's kind of an indirect connection that most people wouldn't get. And, you know, say, for instance, um, I have a client, I had a client who asked me to come about romance and relationship. And when I looked at the outline of the property, the way the property was, uh, it wasn't a square or rectangle. It had this weird like angle um, that kind of, it was slanted in the back of their property. There was just this weird angle. So um, of course I was reflecting using one of our tools called the Bagua map. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the property with the Bagua map, I saw that the romance area was cut off. And it's not, you know, people might go, oh, so, you know, moving there, all of a sudden it's going to cause a problem in romance. And it's not the case. Um, It's really merely a reflection of what the energy already was. So they were attracted to that property and they started having some challenges with marriage. So, you know, it was more of a reflection of the energy that they were in, you know, things like that. I just find so amazing how. Yes. That nothing, everything is by divine (laughs) creation, isn't it? Yeah. You're just like. And you're just connecting the dots, you know, as a practitioner looking for like, ah. (laughs) So how did you, in that particular case, you know, without becoming a a marriage counselor or sending them to a hypnotherapist or or having them get a divorce or whatever, was there anything practical besides moving that they uh, could do to kind of quell that reflection and possibly have an energetic, um, you know, movement? Sure. You know, I think it's kind of like twofold. Um, I think just bringing to light this connection and, you know, having them become more aware of this metaphor that's going on, um, they can start going, oh, wow. You know, um, it it kind of like the light bulb goes off. And, you know, it all gets down to what we talked about in the beginning. It's life force energy. It's chi. Mm-hmm. And so then I recommend something usually physical that we do in that space. Mm-hmm. So it could be along that line. We'll pick a place. Um, I'll definitely uh, ask my clients to kind of figure out where they want to do this, but we could put maybe a beautiful statue that represents their love for uh-huh. each other. 
and whatever that is, whatever that's meaningful for them. And yeah. then we place yeah. it there. Oh, I love that. Uh, another thing that we've done is like bury quartz crystal points. And I, I don't have any on my desk right now. Well, you know, this is a lot. Yes, yeah, I've got one. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you bury them in the ground um, in a certain way and imagine with intention this beautiful wall of light and activating this area that is kind of missing. So it, it, I think it's uh, it's always a twofold process. It's mm. it's sharing the information with the client so that they can see this pattern mm -hmm. and then giving them something to put their intention in. And then hopefully things will work out. Maybe, maybe things aren't meant to. So it's never a given that, okay, now their marriage is going to be great. No, it depends on what's really inside of them and what what really yeah. needs to happen. But the thing that you that you brought up though that I think is it, it's worth um, reiterating, and that is that um, they maybe were not aware. You know, it's let's take the sheet off and become aware, and that's the that's the first step to any kind of um, you know realignment or connection or change. Is you have to uh, know what it is. Um, so, you know, that could be really, you know, depending on the client, that could be the first time that they were actually on a conscious level. And then I like how you do something physical to then um, focus your intention. Because if, if you're, if you believe, as I do, that thoughts become things, right. um, those intentions can certainly change en energy and change mass and change the situation. So... Um, like you said, if, if it has to be both parties wanting it and both putting out that energetic field to make it happen. But um, it, it definitely, you know, I think that's definitely a, a fabulous formula. Um, we are moving at about 22 minutes, but do you have a, a short example of maybe one more uh, client that kind of, or, you know, or situation with your clients that uh, intrigued you? And then we're going to move on to a book that you're working on that mm -hmm. I'm excited to share. Okay, sure. I let's see here. Um, I, I this is a little different. I do I do work at the unseen level using dowsing rods, and they're they're tools that I use on a map. So this, I mean, this is really an extension of feng shui. It's not feng shui, but it, it gets to the same thing. It right. gets to the metaphor of patterns in mm. our spaces. So mm. this client had a, had a lot of trouble trying to sell a house mm. and, you know, people were not bidding on it and people were not putting any, any, um, uh, uh, deal yeah. folks. Yeah. So she hired me to, to see what was going on. And when I doused the property on my map, I saw that there were these two real big, what we call negative energy lines mm. that were right at the front door. Mm. So I showed her the floor plan. I showed her these lines and we just kind of talked about it. And she says, well, that's, that's really funny because it's like, nobody's even hardly coming to the house or coming into the house. Mm. So we cleared it together in a mm -hmm. ceremony she contacted me a few days later and said, you won't believe it. She's like, but we just got a, an offer. 
And what happened was the same realtor came back with this couple that was interested a few months prior, okay. came to the house. He had the code to get into the house, right. but he couldn't get in. He could not get in, so he couldn't show it. Oh. And right after I cleared it, it happened to be that couple came back and they said, well, let me just try this again. And they were able to get in and they put an offer on the house. Oh, so, isn't that something? So, you know, you know, Maureen, I have to ask you, was the home staged? <laughs> I don't know. Because they were, li they, well, they were living in it, right? So it's hard to tell sometimes. I don't it know, but it's good from a financial standpoint. I'm sorry? But it looked good in terms of space planning and feng shui ability inside the home. It was, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a, it was a modern house that had yeah. a really kind of funky layout. So oh, okay. definitely was different. It wasn't yeah. um, kind of a, right a traditional type of, yeah, it had to be somebody that was into a little bit different. However, it was just merely this negative energy at the front door that was blocking them from entering. Yes. That was yes. just incredible. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that story. Um, because so many people, you know, today anymore, you know, as you had mentioned, you know, we're, we're in a, a time with, with an accelerated, I think, um, hunger and thirst for enlightenment, for uh, transformation. And, you know, people are looking at things where maybe even five years ago or less than five years, it would be what Jeff and I like to call woo-woo. <laughs> it's not woo-woo, um, you know, and I I'm, uh, love Dr. Joe Dispenza. I love how he takes the woo-woo, what would have been woo-woo, and has the scientific brain scans, you know, the science behind it, uh, which you know, I really resonate with because I'm very analytical and creative at the same time. You know, I'm not going to just blindly, uh, you know, follow something that I don't have science behind it. And there's so much science behind everything that you do, everything about energy, feng shui, the story about the house, and, and incredible. More people need to, to know about that. So let's take the next uh, few minutes and let's talk about... A new book that you're working on it's the enchanted earth the power of nature to transform what it uh to transform and um tell us about this is this a is this a an extension uh, of feng shui uh, what inspired you to write it and kind of what is the book about in a nutshell yeah it is definitely extension of where i've been going with my work with feng shui and with my dowsing and earth energy healing. And it is all about our connection to the natural world. But what I found, so I was inspired to do this during COVID. I know so many people were inspired to write during COVID, but that's the silver lining. <laughs> I had this idea though, 10 years ago. Sure. And I realized I just got this like download from an oak tree that I was sitting under that it was time to do this. And I was just like, okay. So what I did was I reached out to people that I really admired um, from authors to people I knew um, personally that did some kind of work in nature. And I interviewed them about a, an experience that was very moving to them in nature. 
And I got some amazing uh, stories that I wrote up and, that, and that's what the book is and it includes some of my own stories. But what I found was so many of these people I interviewed said, you know, I never really told anybody about this before. And I was just shocked. I was just mm. like, this is such a beautiful story mm. that brings to life our connection to nature. Mm. Mm. And it moved me. It's sure. going to move so many people. Mm. And it it is such it is such a uh, a sin that these stories are kind of just locked up within many of us. And I even realized there were some of my own stories that I never really considered and really thought about until I started writing this book. And I went, there's something here. There's really this magical, mysterious connection to nature that helps not only us feel better, but it it is moving and it gives us the sense of purpose often. It gives us a sense of where we're heading in our own individual lives, like what our mission yeah. is here. Awesome. That's beautiful. When do you, uh, I'm excited to buy the book. When do you think you'll be uh, putting it up, launching it? I, well, I, uh, I am practical because I've published before, of course. Right. I know it probably won't be out there until 2025. 2025. But it's nearly done and I'm just roaring to get, to get it published and out there. So awesome. 2025. So, and you're realistic. It does take time. Doesn't, you know, uh, I was working on a book before, uh, miracles online and, and that was, um, um, a, a book about grandmothers really, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, um, affectionately a glamour. So we're kind of toying around with the title. Um, my granddaughter who thinks that, you know, Glamma and Popeye are the wisest people in the world. Um, so it was going to be something, maybe, you know, Glamma's truth bombs or something like that. But I really wanted it to be stories from Gigi's, Glamma's, uh, Gaga's from around the world. And it took a back seat, of course, to Miracles Online because number one, corroboration, that takes so much time, right? You're getting these stories, you have to edit them. Um, you know, it's a lot more work than you just sitting down. And well, I actually wrote the stories and they edited if they needed to. Yeah. Oh, there but, you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. See, I already learned something from you <laughs> as an experienced author. That's a great idea. Yeah. Because I've received stories. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to start over. Yeah. Because this probably just isn't going to work, you know, uh, for to, to be published. Um, so is it the Enchanted Earth, right? Yes. So if you want to be on the lookout, please reach out to me so that we can have you uh, back. Oh, thank um, you. To, you know, to talk about your new book and um, absolutely. Um, so I received an email from you and this is what kind of reconnected me to you uh, uh, is you offering a keynote speaker um, at no charge. They just have to allow you to be recorded, you know, for, for marketing, et cetera. Uh, talking about feng shui, I'm assuming what would the topics be? Actually, no, about this topic, mm -hmm. about our stories of connection to nature uh, and what I, um, my uh, outcome or goals for the talk would be to 
have inspire people to recall perhaps an experience that they've had that they want to, you know, start reflecting on and what what could that experience have really meant for them um, and perhaps give them a little bit more of understanding of direction. But more than anything, it's to make them feel, make them realize that we are so much bigger than we tend to think of ourselves, not in an egoic way, but in an expansive connected to all. But at the same time, we have our own individual purposes, right? So we have to work both expansively and individually. Um, So, uh, and then uh, another goal of this uh, talks are to give people some actual techniques and tools to help them uncover that connection for themselves. Mm, Love it. So is this, uh, are these speaking uh, engagements uh, offered to, I, I would assume, in, to Long Island, where you're from? Uh, or are you well, also offering, like, if someone wants to do a Zoom or something like that? Well, the New York metro area. Okay. As an in-person. And then, of course, Zooms, um, I can do that. And I'm, I'm limiting it to, like, two or three engagements for free. Yeah. And uh, so after that, what is your fee uh, if someone doesn't make, make the cutoff? It depends on... A lot of things, but at least fifteen hundred or more, depending okay. on the event where it is, the event, the length of long. the length of yeah. the session. Okay. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, so that's going to be before your book comes out, obviously, because yeah, this year we're in two thousand twenty-four. Um, and so before we sign off, we're right at about thirty-three, thirty-four minutes. I want to put a plug for uh, Maureen's previous book, and that is Creating Luminous Spaces, right here. Let's see, maybe they can't see me. Let me get back on here. Okay, Creating Luminous Spaces. Uh, my my dog really liked it and approved it, and uh, ate a corner out, one of my fourth <laughs> ladies, but I still read it. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find the piece, so I couldn't catch it. Um, awesome book, if you're looking for just an easy but detailed read on um, the elements, what they each mean, case stories, etc. And in the book, as well as, uh, can you purchase the book on your uh, website, Maureen? Actually, they can purchase a signed copy of my book. Oh, on my okay. website. I didn't know that. I would have. Yeah, that. I actually okay. just put that up a couple of months ago. But of course, it's available where all books are sold online. Amazon, Barnes okay. & Noble, et cetera. Okay, perfect. So one of the things that I wanted to mention, and Maureen and I were talking pre-show, is that there's a really cool questionnaire uh, that you answer, um, you know, honestly on all kinds of categories. And it, it ends up, uh, mind, mind me of doing the old Cosmo things. It, right. it ends up telling you, um, you know, are you uh, like I'm wood and fire? I think Maureen and I both are wood and fire at the highest, and then um, just a few points lower are, are the rest. Uh, and then there's a, a complete definition on you know what those attributes attributes are for each. So uh, Maureen has on her website. Uh, you can download that. Um, pick up her book as well. You'll you'll want to get the book as a companion. But if you'd like to dive right in and do the questionnaire, what is your website, Maureen, where they can get that? 
Sure, it's luminous-spaces.com. L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S. Yeah, just like the, the reading, uh, the title of the book, Luminous. Yep, right here. And then there's a dash, dash. spaces.com. Spaces.com. So um, if someone wanted to call you, uh, they're in your area, or maybe they want, you know, a, an audio or virtual consultation, uh, what's the best phone number to reach you, Maureen? Sure, 631-513-0050. Perfect. 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 So much good information as usual. I can't wait to have you back. Um, hopefully at the end of this year, maybe pre-launch for your new book. Yeah, (laughs) that would be great. Thank you so much, Kat. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we have a new sign off for 2024 and it is love. If I can remember it, love more, give more, and be more in 2024. Go out and have a great weekend and share this podcast or if it's streaming uh, with someone who would like to up-level their spaces and get an education on Feng Shui. Have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Bye.